You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show more over at kcpn.org. The voices of Kansas City, unfiltered. Five five more than three. I agree. I think think Dallas is a hot team right now. Hot as far as uh, if they were playing the Saints, if they were playing the Packers, if they were playing some uh, another team that was really good, I'd probably go against them. But Dallas is playing playing well right now, and they're covering. So I'm going to go Dallas minus three. So I'm not going to go five and zero against you. Yeah. But I'm going to try to get a winning record, so it's okay. I mean, I thought about going opposite on you on every game mm-hmm. to try to try to get that try to get that win. But I'm like, I got to. I, I, I actually I, thought about that too. I, uh, just, know, I, wanna, I thought about just going the same with you, so that there was no way you could catch me all, all every game. But, so I might as well just you know I'll go with what I actually think, which is I think it's Dallas minus three. I think Andy Dalton's playing some good ball. Mm-hmm. He's playing good ball against bad teams. The Giants are not a good team; they're kind of a bad team. Uh, that being said, the Giants end up winning. All right, I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mike's coming back at you with another episode of Fully Loaded Kansas City. Uh, we are through the NFL regular season. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, we are into January. Um, when we last recorded, we were still in 2020. 2020 is now done, and we are in 2021. It's been a lot so far, man, just a, a lot better of a year. No, I don't know. I think everybody yeah. gets all hyped up on, like, 2021, it's going to be everything's the curses away. I'm like, I don't know, man. Doc, Dr. Dre's in the hospital. So, uh, I don't know about that. I, know. I saw yeah. that. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> um, That'd be you know, crazy. I will, yeah, I will say this. You know, we were we were together uh, New Year's Eve, a little uh, low-key celebration. Uh, less than 10 people there, so it yeah, wasn't it was breaking good. any, you know, corona rules and had a good time. Uh, and uh, I woke up on New Year's Day. Are you making a Are you making a plug right now? I am going to make a plug. Yeah, all right. Woke go. up Woke up on New Year's Day and had recovery hydration therapy come out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Taryn was our, our registered nurse that came. They, they have a registered nurse that comes to you. Wherever you are, whether that be your house, a hotel room, um, and they give you IV fluids and B vitamins and, and some different things to get you feeling better. Some anti-inflammatory, anti-nausea type stuff. Um, you know, I'm a pro, so I really I, I don't want to say I get hungover, but uh, I was not feeling my best when I woke up that that morning. But oh, okay. uh, all right. After after Taryn and recovery hydration therapy left, I felt amazing. I went and I ran a mile. Really? Yeah, I felt I felt great. <laughs> I went and ran a mile. That's how great I felt. I ran to I hadn't the, ran a mile since probably high school. But uh, I ran to the grocery. You ran to the grocery store, bought bought groceries for two weeks, and you and you ran back and you one trip. You carried all of them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, so, okay, so when you woke up in the morning after New Year's, out of, uh, a number, what number out of 10, and you can go decimal points if you want, where are you? Or how are you feeling? 
When I woke up, I was probably about a 2.2. It's pretty, that's pretty rough. Yeah, pretty rough. Okay. Um, After recovery hydration. Oh, 10.0. Really? Yeah, 10.0. I was, I was back to even. Damn. Back, feeling great. Like you could go out, like you could go, you could have gone super hard again that day. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Definitely. Well, I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. So if, if you guys out there listening have never tried recovery hydration therapy, seriously, check them out. Just uh, Google them. They're the first thing that pops up. It's right here in Kansas City. Like I said, they come to you. I mean, and it was – that was the day we got all that snow. And even though the roads were, were shit, uh, Taryn yeah, still – yeah, Taryn still came to uh, our house, my house, and uh, got the IV right in, first stick, and uh, put the fluids up there. And, I mean, I, I want to say maybe it took an hour for, you know, everything to get, uh, get through, and then she was gone. Man, that's pretty good. Try I, that I enjoyed it so much, I've already scheduled my next – my next session, this time I'm going to do the pre-treatment. You're doing it right before we go out of town? Yeah, right before our trip to Dallas here in a couple of weeks. Great. Hey, we leave uh, Friday morning. I scheduled it for Thursday evening. So. Dang, that's smart. Smart guy. Smart guy alert. Big brains. Big, Big brains, brains out here. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, okay, cool. <clears throat> I'll have to get in on that sometime, so. Yeah, definitely. Check it out. Um, strongly recommended. Um, so, at the open of the show, actually, you guys saw a clip, and Austin doesn't even know this yet, but uh, you guys saw a clip of our last Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is segment where we talked about um, picking division winners uh, way back at the beginning of the NFL season. And that was clipped and put at the beginning of this show. Because Austin owes me a bar tab. Re, are one of the are, is the words like reasonable bar tab? Is that those are the words we use, right? Now we uh, talked about. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. It's basically a typical whorehouse. Yeah. Or red balloon bar tab. Yeah. So you know, several drinks, a couple shots. That nothing. Works. You know, it's not like I'm going to order rounds for the whole place or anything like that. I think we talked about that on the show too. Yeah, we did. Everybody, everybody gets a drink. And I'm like, oh. Mason, your college fund. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a reasonable um, tap. But yeah, so that that's going to be clipped in at the, at the beginning of the show. The viewers have already seen that at this point. But uh, you know what? So you had 11 out of 14, or no, no, sorry. I had 11 out of 14. Okay. I had eight out of fourteen. We the way we screwed up is we should have bet in real life. I mean, we should have not between me and you, but like I should have gone on Bovada and like bet all that stuff. I'd be yeah. I'd, I'd be like way up right now. Yeah, I know. Because even even <laughs> even picking like even picking the Chiefs to to win the AFC West, I mean, you're still probably getting pretty decent odds at the beginning of the season. At the very beginning of the season, you're still getting what four to one. Even if it's a minus, even if it's like a, the worst that would have been, maybe minus 150. But yeah, that's almost like a sure thing. And really, minus 150 isn't too bad. Isn't mm -hmm. too bad. You start going past like minus like 
200 minus 300, that's when you're like, okay, you know, I don't yeah. think it's worth it unless you're like a millionaire and you, and you're like, screw it. Yeah. But like, and I, so I did not, I did not have Cleveland in, neither did you, neither of us had Washington getting in. Nope. nope. Um, and which Washington, I mean, I, I think had we known Alex Smith was going to be healthy and start the whole year, we, we probably would have been higher on them. Um, oh yeah, I, I actually I, thought about that when I was writing stuff down. I was like, dude, if we had if we had known where when Alex Smith would come in and start, I've been on I've been on Washington like because I I think if they if he ends up, I mean, we, they didn't know what his recovery was going to be, but I think he got healthy. I don't know, week like four, like he was yeah he was something like that. If they had yeah. started him all the way out, they they end up they end up with nine, I think nine wins because Haskins yeah. sucks. They lose like the first few, but nine wins probably probably is where they're at. Yeah, and uh, Chicago was the other team that we both missed. Neither of us had them in there, and it's kind of crazy. You know, they started with Trubisky, they benched Trubisky, and then they went back to Trubisky, and they're rolling with Trubisky here into these playoffs. So. It's Crazy. one of those things. It's one of those things with the Bears. It's like Foles really hasn't. Foles like a spark guy, but like long term consistent play from Foles is a is a no go. It doesn't it doesn't work. Trubisky like get you get this almost like like pretty good like game manager sort of. I don't know. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, I, I think he definitely could be okay, but he—I mean, he's not with that with that defense and with a pretty good run game. Like he's like he's serviceable. Foles will throw. Foles will throw interceptions. Trubisky mm-hmm. really. Trubisky really don't. He's just not. He's just like I don't know. I mean, I was gonna say like Alex Smith, but he's not Alex Smith because he don't win. He don't win like as much like Alex does. Alex does, but I don't know. Yeah. So, um, and then you also teams you missed that I had made it ended up being the difference was uh, Tennessee, Baltimore, and New Orleans. Uh, you did not have any of those teams in. We had we had Indy winning the the AFC South. We both had yeah. Indy, yeah, which they they end up getting a wild card. Tennessee won the division. Yeah, it was close. Baltimore, I had them winning the AFC North. And then Pittsburgh is a wild card. You had Pittsburgh winning the North and Baltimore not getting it, uh, which obviously Baltimore ended up getting a wild card. And then I had New Orleans winning the division. You had Tampa Bay. And then I had Tampa Bay as a wild card. So that's kind of still how um, I got them in there. But you didn't have New Orleans getting in as of uh, the beginning of the year. So that, that's, that, was, that was the difference. Yeah. So, boom. Um, NFL season recap. You know, we, I feel like we've recapped the Chiefs each week. Uh, Fourteen and two. I mean, really, you you can say what horrible. you want about that last game. So horrible. Yeah, I mean, you can say <laughs> what you want about that last game. Nobody was playing. Uh, I mean, the, the guys that were playing were trying to win, but uh, you yeah, know, yeah. No, point, no point to put your stars out there. Because if a Mahomes or a Kelsey or a Tyreek Hill get hurt going into the playoffs, that, that drastically changes your outlook. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, and what ends up happening, like, and you can see it during that game especially, is even if your X, even if your X's and O's are 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 right in line. First of all, Andy's not running anything that he he wants. He's not showing anything for the playoffs, so he's not running anything complicated. Uh, another thing is, eventually, when the Chargers are playing all first string, and the Chiefs are going second, third on depth on depth chart, uh, Jimmy's and Joe's is going to just catch it eventually. Yeah, you know. So they, I mean, I I don't think you know the cool thing was I don't think anybody was. I actually didn't see a lot of negative stuff on Facebook about it. I saw a yeah. lot of pretty, pretty good jokes about like Chad Henney, not at mm-hmm. not at his expense, but like before the game, like all right. I mean, I was talking. I was like, it's Chad Henney time. Yeah, but really. You know, as far as a backup goes, Chad Henney's fine. He's yeah. fine. If you and, put, and I Chad, saw you put Chad Henney with all the first string guys, we well, got a shot to win that game. Yeah, and I mean, I I saw a couple of jokes about you know quarterback controversy Mahomes had been playing bad but I mean I don't think anybody was actually serious on that I think it was just guys having fun which I love I love those kind of jokes I mean everybody knows like Mahomes is is the guy and and that's why you like a Chad Henney as a backup because I mean really there's no no argument of to to put him before Mahomes uh yeah I agree I mean it is it is fun to joke about that stuff but um, you know, Chad Henney will, will take his place back behind Mahomes here as we get into the playoffs. Uh, you know, one, one more thing I, I do want to – well, two more things on the NFL season recap here. One, um, Dallas did struggle a lot early and played better as the season went on. Um, so, I, I am confident in Mike McCarthy that he will get the ship right in Dallas – you know, losing Dak hurt, and it took them really about a month uh, to get Andy Dalton ready to be that guy because he had then got hurt, and then he got COVID, and so there, were, there was some stuff going on. But looking at the NFL season as a whole thing, um, they were playing better toward the end of the year, and even though losing to the Giants that, that last game, I mean, I'm not upset about it. It was a division game on the road in the NFL. Uh, they ended up wouldn't have gotten the playoffs anyway because Washington won. But, I mean, I, I, I'm a Mike McCarthy fan, and, and I think that uh, Dallas will be a lot better next year. So, for your moves, you think that Dallas should try to re-sign Dak? <sighs> um, I do. The do you, more I think he about doesn't, it. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't re-sign, do you guys, you guys franchise him? Should you re-franchise him again? That that that's a really tough thing uh, to say because of him being a quarterback, and you really don't want your quarterback playing on the franchise tag. It's not it's not ideal. Um, I I think that uh, you know those negotiations need to start as soon as possible. Now I think by by the rule they cannot start until after the Super Bowl. Right. Technically. Uh, yeah, I mean they can probably. On. Yeah, they could probably have some like low key stuff. Yeah, but but I, I think, but I think definitely as soon as they can, the the two sides need to get together. And now Dak Jerry Jones said on the radio earlier this week that Dak does have the leverage, which is true. Um, you know, because you saw what that team was without him, and it's a drastic difference 
But, I mean, you know, can you roll with Dalton for a year and and take your chance in the NFC East, which was not a good division this year? And, um, you know, maybe you do that and and you let Dak walk. I mean, you can't give him the 40 he wanted coming off an injury. So he's got to give a little bit too, but – Again, who knows? It's a business. And I, and I know you're big on the player side of this thing, you know, saying, hey, go make your money. Yeah. If, if somebody's willing to pay Dak $40, $42 million a year, I'm not going to be mad at him for, for going to take it. Um, you know, he's yeah. not – I think he does still have one year left on his deal, so he's, he would be like a restricted free agent this year. Um, it, Dak. Okay, I thought he was playing franchise tag last year. Is that not right? Well, yeah, they franchised him last year. But I think, like, he can't – coming off the franchise tag, I don't think you're an unrestricted free agent. I think you still have to – like, they would have to compensate the Cowboys in some way. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay. Or maybe so like with a- restricted – maybe with the restricted free agent, like, that means that they uh, – I think the, the team Cowboys get – like The Cowboys get a, get a chance to match the offer. So right. like Dak would say, like, hey, San Francisco's offering me 42. Are you going right. to pay me 42? Um, and then he can kind of decide there. Maybe maybe it's something like that. But, uh, yeah, but yeah he's, uh, not, he's not just gone. I think, uh, yeah, I, if I had to lean towards – so I think somebody's going to – I think what's going to happen is I think somebody's going to overpay. Someone's going to over – when I say overpay, like just for the, what the market is, I think somebody will give Dak like a, a Cousins type deal, which actually will be a better deal because Dak is better than Cousins. And I see that team either being – so teams with a lot of cap space. And so two teams come to mind on that. San Francisco is 100% in the market for him. And I think he would do really well there because that is like – no matter how you feel about Mike McCarthy, uh, as far as a young, up-and-coming, sharp coach – Cal Shanahan is is really really good because he did some he did some nice things with the Niners this year. They won a lot more games than I think they should have, and they were competitive even with all those guys that were banged up. And uh, and having to go to Arizona and play mm-hmm. uh, the second team is depending on what's going on with. I think I know they have a lot of cap, but I, I don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback as the team we talked about earlier with Chicago. If Chicago gets Dak Prescott, I think they're like legit, like legit, like 11, 12 win team for real. Yeah. The defense is really good. Running game is good. They, they don't have the receivers that the Dallas has, but I think with Nagy's, uh, Nagy's like an Andy Reid guy. So, you know, there's a lot of, he can do a lot of stuff, you know, with, with Dak. So, but my gut tells me that Dallas stays with Dak Prescott. I think he resigns there for a decent contract. Um, what do you think about low-key rumors that Dallas may move on from Zeke? You know, his, his production has definitely fallen off. You can see it in the stats. Um, I think this year he only had one game where he rushed for 100 yards. Yeah. And that is – for the money they're paying him, that's right. not good – Right, right. So it's like it's like the deal. What it is is it's like a it's a money thing. It's not yeah. a because you could easily say, hey, Dalton was the quarterback, so they were stacking. 
but is at this point, depending on what happens, is, is it worth the cap hit? Yeah, so that's definitely something that, that I'll be looking closely at once, you know, we, we do wrap up the the um, rest of the playoffs and everything and then, you know, what, what that cap hit would be to just cut Zeke or to try to trade him. Um, you know, maybe a team thinks they're kind of a running back away and they'll take part of that contract at least off the Cowboys' hands. You know, uh, that's, that's just part of the business of it. You know, when, when they signed Zeke, I was happy about it. I thought it was a good contract. Uh, you know, we, we were on text chain last night. Some guys were laughing about it. Or maybe it was uh, a couple days ago. I don't remember. But, yeah. you know, the guys were laughing about the contract. And, I mean, I mean, at the time, it was market value. It was a good contract. And he was tearing it up. But his production has really diminished really over the last two years. Um, it's and crazy. so I'm okay if they move on. Yeah, or restructure. I mean, the thing that's crazy is that uh, it's like uh, there's some stat out there. It's like no team that has a – it's like a, a top five paid running back has ever won the Super Bowl because it's mm-hmm. like too much of their cap is tied in with the running back. Whereas a lot of, a lot of the teams now that you see that have won the Super Bowl, especially lately – they're 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 paying their other they're they're paying other skill position players or they're paying their quarterback and then they they pay they pay like a good O line yeah like like last year Chiefs with Damian Williams I mean Damian Williams not super flashy but he had a good game or or O line solid so a lot of the teams don't have to have this like super flashy running back but you can make it work either way but I mean it's like, it's going to come down to the cap hit if the cap mm-hmm. isn't that bad for this year or or if they cut him. And there's too much dead money. Do they still go ahead and just keep them? But so that's going to be interesting. Uh, Dallas could probably go either way with that, just depending on what the money is. So yeah, and I'll like I said, definitely once the playoffs get wrapped up, that's one of the first things I'll look at is what, what that money value is. And um, you know, I think Jerry Jones and his son Stephen that, that run the organization right now for all the crap they take, I really feel like the last ten years other than keeping Jason Garrett too long, player personnel-wise, they've done a good job. Yeah, they're only – I mean, the only knock is maybe – and every team is guilty of this, overpaying somebody. Yeah. They overpaid. Uh, you know what? I think the – the list of defensive guy you guys signed to, like, a big contract. Am I thinking of somebody? Sean Lee? No. Well – that wasn't a mistake. Think, I don't think he really had a big contract, though. Uh, no, no. There's some. There's somebody else. They. I think they overpaid a little bit. Oh, Demarcus Lawrence, maybe. Bang. Yeah, that's a bad contract. But other than that, like every yeah. team, every team has like the bad contracts. Yeah. Every team has. Um, but yeah. So, um, one thing that got me fired up uh, transitioning here, watching the game Sunday night. I mean, I literally was yelling at my TV uh, when Doug Peterson pulled Jalen Hurts. <laughs> and I can't believe it. Put in a, a kid. So that quarterback, I can't even think of his name right now, but he had been Sud- on the roster. Uh, Sudfield. Sudfield. He had been on their roster for four years. And his excuse was he wanted to evaluate him. You've seen this guy for four years. And you haven't had a chance to evaluate him yet? Like, if he showed something that could win you a game – then he would have played a long time ago. I mean, as as Herm Edwards said, you play to win the game. 
And when you pulled your quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who, who, who in my mind should be the quarterback of the Eagles going forward, Carson Wentz has got to get out of town. Um, you told that team, I don't care if we lose. I don't care. And, and that did not sit well with a lot of players on that roster. There's reports that there were some defensive players that had to be held back even from approaching him at that time. Uh, if I was a, a player on that roster, I definitely would have been mad uh, at him because I'm playing my butt off to win this game for this organization. And you just told me that you don't care if we win or not. So – I, I think he's lost that locker room. I think Philadelphia, if, if he's still the coach at the beginning of the next season, I think they will be terrible. I don't think those guys will play hard for him. Um, now, some people are saying, you know, like the, the Giants coach, Joe Judge, spoke out about it too. You know, maybe he was mad because it cost them a shot at the playoffs. I mean, my, my team was out of it. At that point. So I, I didn't have a dog in the fight, but I'm like, play to win the game. Jalen Hurts obviously gave you the best chance to win that game. Now, again, if it's a three or four score game at that point, it's a different story, but it's a one score game. You have a chance to go win that football game and you pull your guy. I, I just, I don't know. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was actually not mad about it. Because I had the I was I had bet on the Washington football team, so I was very happy. I was very happy to see yeah. that come out. I said, "Man, this is good." My only thing is, I had a parlay that I put together for Smith, and I probably would I might have hit it if uh, Philly could have scored, and then Smith would have to throw the ball a little more because I had a yardage thing on the parlay. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, I understand what you're saying. I was not mad though. I can't be. I bet on Washington. I was happy. <laughs> Yeah. I was so happy. I said, Sudfield's coming out. And then he, I saw you sent me a message. You said, they got Sudfield. I go, man, I don't know. Because I was at work, and I'm, I'm watching the game. It's a pretty good game. Now, uh, Jalen's not having the best game. No. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know. My thing is, it worked out for me. And you still hit your teaser. I did. Did you have something else a- on that game, or is that it? No, I, I, that, that was it. I had uh, – No, you just I mean, had it in our, in our contest. That was all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have that game in my teaser. You had Philly – no, you had Philly plus 12, didn't you? Oh, that's right, yeah. So, you're, te- so you're I was good. good. <laughs> but, yeah, he did that. I said, what the heck's going on? But, uh, yeah. but anyways, uh, I interesting that he did that. And uh, one thing you got to know is, too, I wonder if somebody told him to do that. I wonder if the GM. I wonder if the GM told him to do that to get that draft pick. Now, uh, that that is a possibility. I did hear. Um, I can't remember who it was on ESPN uh, or FS1. Uh, Might have been Marcellus Wiley talk about when he was with the Buffalo Bills, um, and Wade Phillips was the head coach, and they kind of had a, a quarterback controversy with Rob Johnson and Doug Flutie. And before the, the final game of the regular season, Wade Phillips told the team that they were going to start Rob Johnson because I guess the playoffs were, were – they were locked in where they were going to be. 
um, but that Doug Flutie was their guy. And then management went to um, Wade Phillips and said, after that game, because I guess Rob Johnson played well, and said, hey, you're starting Rob Johnson in the playoffs. Uh-huh. And told Wade Phillips that. And so yeah. then when he told the team uh, that, that Rob Johnson was going to be the guy, then it, it kind of upset some of those players in that locker room, you know, because they, they had played hard for Flutie all year. Um, and, they you know, knew but, Flutie, and they knew Flutie was a better quarterback. Yeah, and they, and they felt like he, he was the winner. And, I mean, you know, obviously Doug Flutie did not have the measurables that everybody looks for, you know, whereas Rob Johnson did. He was the 6'5", you know, 210, lean, muscular, strong arm. Uh, you know, but Flutie just had something that, that you can't measure. I mean, he had heart, obviously. Right. And then, I mean, and, and Buffalo still almost won that game. I mean, it was the Music City Miracle game uh, where they lost to Tennessee with the, you know, the pitch back on the kickoff return. Yep. So, yep. but I mean, so those things do happen. And so, so that's not out of the realm that Doug Peterson was told, hey, put this kid in. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think, I mean, I, I, I would – I would bet money on that because Doug Peterson's an Andy Reid guy. And I don't think – I don't think – unless Doug Peterson has had like a really, really sour interaction with Joe Judge and he was like, you know what, fuck those dudes. Like, <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying about the locker room. So what he's going to have to do is, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, we'll see what happens. You know, time can heal wounds. We'll see what they do. Uh, they're not going to fire. They're not going to fire Peterson. So he's going to be the coach next year because, you know, they're not going to fire him. We know that Super Bowl, Super Bowl buys you a few years. He's yeah, probably I mean, got. And, and, I think he's got one more year. And if he don't do nothing this next year, I think he's done. Yeah, and. I don't think they will because I, I, I just don't think those guys are going to play for them. But so, yeah. let's, uh, let's move on to this weekend, wild card weekend. Uh, for the first time in NFL history, we actually have six games on wild card weekend, which I am looking forward to. I yeah. am playing my whole weekend around these games. I'm good with it. I, yeah. I'm good with it. If they, if they change it to eight teams, I'm good. Yeah. Um, NFL playoffs are the best. Um, so wild card weekend kicks off Saturday, uh, noon, our time here in Kansas city. Uh, the first game up is Colts at bills. Bills are a seven point favorite. Bills are a really hot team right now. Um, Colts kind of stumbled, I guess you could say kind of played, you know, slow the last two weeks, maybe. Um, but, uh, I'm going bills to cover here. And just, just so everybody knows, I finished the regular season with 43 wins, 39 losses, and three ties. Um, you finished 41, 41, and three. So I won the regular season contest there and with picking playoff teams. So you're a double loser. About to be a triple loser after these playoffs. Okay, that's fine. The playoffs is where I get it back. Okay. 
Colts plus seven because only because I'm sick of hearing that Allen should be the fucking MVP. <laughs> How? How is he the MVP? He has less touchdowns than Mahomes and Rodgers. He has more interceptions than Mahomes and Rodgers, I, I believe. Quarterback rating, QBR, QBR, not as high as Mahomes and Rodgers and even Tom Brady. So, no thanks. I'm sick of Bill, Bill's fans are turning. Uh, actually, you know what? I won't say that. Bill's Mafia is still pretty – they're pretty cool. But I'm sick of the Allen MVP talk. And I kind of, you know, they are the hot team, so I really don't want to play against them. Mm-hmm. Even, even though we beat them by two scores and all we did was run the ball for 100 billion yards on them, uh, I'm going to take Colts plus seven. In reality, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a half a point and I'll go Colts plus seven and a half uh, or hope that line goes to seven and a half. So I'll go Colts plus seven. Okay. Um, all right. And I, I'm I'm completely with you. I don't I think the MVP race was really a two person race real quick. And it's Rogers, and, right? It's Rogers. And I think Rogers is going to win it. Yeah. Uh you know, Mahomes didn't play week seventeen, so uh, and Rogers did. So I go Rogers, yeah. I mean um and, and that's no disrespect over, but, to it's no, no disrespect to Mahomes at all. I mean no. it's it's a very close race. But anyway. Um, next game up on the docket is Rams at Seattle. Seattle's a four-point favorite at home. Uh, Jared Goff had surgery on his thumb uh, last week, which was why he did not play um, in the regular season finale. But uh, I don't know. I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. You know, he, he played well at the beginning of the season, kind of went through a lull, and then started playing well again toward the end. Pete Carroll, great coach, one of my favorites in the NFL. Um, so I'm going Seattle to cover here at home. I'm going Rams plus four. Uh, four. If it was if it was three, I'd probably go Seahawks, but I'm going to go with the four. And yeah, I'll go Rams by plus four. I'm a big. So you talk about Carroll, which I do like Carroll. I'm a McVay guy, um, so I think I think it's going to be a good game. If Goff for sure was the starter, I really feel like this would be a, a – the line would be one or a pick em. But it's not. So I'm going to go Rams plus four. There you go. That's it. All right. Boom. All right. Um, next game is Buccaneers, Tom Brady, the GOAT, at Washington, plus eight and a half. Um, I think – Smith is still kind of dealing with the, the calf injuries. Uh, so I, I'm not sure he's at 100%. Right. He, he didn't look very good last week against that Philadelphia defense, um, even so. But it's a home dog by more than a touchdown in the NFL playoffs. So I'm going Washington at eight and a half. Uh, I mean, definitely, yeah. if this thing was six and a half, I'd, feel, I'd flip. But okay. Washington at home, I don't think they win, but I think they do enough to keep it close. I'm going to go with Bucks minus eight and a half to the hottest team in the NFC right now, Tampa Bay. 
I got a bet with Joey, with our buddy Joey, that the Bucks make it to the Super Bowl versus the field. That I actually believe that bet's going to hit because Brady and Antonio Brown are on one right now. The Bucks defense is playing well. I think the Bucks end up beating them by 14. I would love to bet on Alex Smith because I love Alex Smith. And I think if uh, if the Bucks end up losing here, I'll be cheering for Washington to make it to the Super Bowl and lose to the Chiefs, but uh, make it all the way. I love Smith, but I'm going to go Bucks minus eight and a half here uh, just because I think Brady and them are hitting their stride right now. Okay. And, and they very well could be. Like I said, I think they win, but I, I just think Washington's able to keep keep this thing within a score, within a touchdown. Find out. We'll find out. We will find out. Uh, Ravens are uh, minus three at the Titans. Titans defense right now to me is playing absolutely terrible. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's played really well ever since he took that Monday night deuce. Uh, Monday night he had to go – in the Monday night game where he had to go take a shit, came back, uh, threw a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever was in his body that night, he got it out. So, and he's been he's been playing well ever since. So, I'm going Ravens here. Uh, I, think, I think Ravens by a touchdown. So, I'm definitely wow. taking the cover three. Yeah, I think I feel like the I I feel like opposite. I feel like Titans are gonna roll them. Uh, really? Yeah, oh yeah, home dog, a home dog plus three. Uh, and I feel like Lamar and the I, I looked at Lamar's stats in the playoffs. They're really bad, horrible. This is where it changes, buddy. It may be. the dude is any game where he gets down by more than a touchdown. He can't. He's. I don't think he's ever come back. If the Ravens go, it's like the, if the Ravens go down by more than nine, they never end up winning a game. I think the Titans end up rolling on them uh, just because they're at home. If the Ravens were at home, maybe different story. But they got to tri- they got to make a long trip to Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. But and uh, I'm going with the, sh- the Sharps right now are on Tennessee for this plus three line, so I'm going to go with the Sharps too. Yeah. Uh, also, it really, the, the, the big one for me, two big things, like I said, home dog in the playoffs feels like a guarantee, and uh, Lamar Jackson is really bad in the playoffs. So that's it. Titans. Yeah. But you didn't, you didn't like the home dog that's more than a touchdown in Washington. So uh, No, Washington won seven games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say that's different. <laughs> they, won, they won seven games, man. They won seven uh, games, and they're playing yeah. the Goat. So the after, afternoon game on Sunday is uh, the Saints are at home against the Bears. Uh, Saints are 10-point favorites in this game. Uh, Drew Brees has struggled a little bit since he came back from his injury, not throwing the oh, ball yeah. very well. Uh, Saints are a really good team, but the Bears are a run-based team, and they play really good defense. And so I am taking the Bears and the points here on the road. Um, even though I love Drew Brees, I love Sean Payton. Yeah, I'm surprised I by just, that. Uh, you know, it's it's 10 in the NFL, double digits. Uh, it's hard <laughs> to win by double digits in the NFL, yeah. let alone in the playoffs. So double-digit line. And, and, I mean, just going forward here, probably any double-digit line we would see in the playoffs, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the points. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with that. You know, so 
I'm going Bears and points here. If it was nine, I'd go Saints. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the Bears plus ten uh, yeah. for a lot of the reasons you said. Plus the Sharps are on it uh, big time. So I'm on the Bears plus ten. Um, and also one thing too is you got you got to think about this too with, with Breeze. Yes, he's struggling. He's also like one big Khalil Mack hit from probably being out of the game. Yeah. If Khalil lays on him, which they're probably they're probably gonna be like, "Yo, Khalil, we're not saying hurt him. We're saying if you get a shot, if you get a chance to take a shot, like not 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 a late play, but yeah. But if you if you get a chance within the game to to make a big hit on their quarterback, take it. And I, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the game. So I think he's a, he's, a, he's a big hit away from uh, being hurt because I mean. Yeah, Breezy struggled. Which, yeah, me and you both love Drew Breeze. Yeah. Uh, so we're not saying they're we're not saying the Saints are going to lose. No, we're just saying the they don't win. You know, they don't win by ten or they don't win by eleven. Yeah, um, Bears plus ten. Yeah. All right. Uh, last game of the weekend: um, mm-hmm. Browns at Steelers. Now, the the news has came out in the last couple of days. I mean, Browns have have really had a problem with COVID. You know, they yep. had several guys out that last week. This week they're saying they're going to be without their head coach, uh, who also was calling plays. So head coach and play caller, um, you know, they, they get – that part I'm not as worried about with, with the, the head coach being on the sideline because special teams coordinator is going to step up. He can kind of do the clock management and those things that the head coach looks at, you know, when to use your timeouts and, and when to challenge and those type things. But the play calling can be an issue. Um, yeah. And not that and, – and as an assistant coach, you know, I, I know that sometimes there is one guy in front calling plays, but everybody kind of knows the the system. And I'm not saying that they don't, but everybody as a play caller is a little different. And yeah. so not having that guy in Mayfield's ear, just a different voice. And I know Pittsburgh has struggled late in the year. Roethlisberger looks washed. A good last but I'm, he, he sat last week. Um, I'm, sorry, I'm taking – yeah, I'm taking – I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover. I just – Cleveland, first time in the playoffs since 1991 or two. Uh, oh, no, no, that's not right. Cleveland made yeah. the playoffs in like 2005 or whatever with uh, Romeo Cornell and Derek Anderson. And oh, two, it was like 2000. It was like 2002. Then. It was like – they said 18 years. So, yeah. 2002. Yeah. Not 92. I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself. But anyway – I'm happy for the Browns. I'm happy for their fans, but I just uh, – Pittsburgh covers. Yeah, you know what? All, all that last part you said, I agree. Awesome fans. I mean, yeah. Cleveland fans, great. They are great. They stick with their team. You got to love those dudes. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh, actually, decent fans in Pittsburgh, too. We saw the Browns play the Steelers last week in a game where the Browns really had a lot to play for. And they really didn't – they didn't go out there and make a huge statement. They won by – what was it, two? Yeah, it was a close game. Close game. 
Mason Rudolph actually had better as far as numbers go. He had better numbers than Baker. Uh, um, it's if this. I actually just now I, while you're talking, I was like, dude, I need to get a bet on this minus six right now. So I already have a bet on it. Steelers minus six. I feel really good about that. Uh, and I think it's going to come down. Yeah, we know Big Ben's a little washed. He's washed. He's pushing the ball. The rest probably is going to help him a little bit. Steelers just, to me, uh, better coached. And then, miss, and then the Browns missing the coach up the sideline is huge. That is. It's big. It's big. It is. And it's a distraction. It is. Playoffs. If this line was like seven and a half, eight, then, you're, then you have to think about it. But minus six, minus a touch, minus, you know, you got, they got one by a touchdown, Steelers minus six all day. Yep. Um, say, and you're right, uh, Browns won 22-24 last week. And I'm so not a huge point, Baker. And I'm not a huge Baker guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're in agreement there. Um, so the games that we're different on really are the Saturday slate and then the early Sunday. So – Colts, Bills. Um, I've got the Bills covering. You've got the Colts and the points. Uh, Seattle, I got Seattle covering four. You have the Rams plus four. Yeah. Uh, I've got Washington plus eight and a half. You have the Bucks covering eight and a half. And then you've got the Titans plus three, and I have Baltimore minus three. So, and then the last two we were the same on, both with the Bears plus ten and Steelers minus six. So, boom, there's your wild card picks for this weekend. That's right. No That's Chiefs good. game. No Chiefs. Chiefs end up playing. So, if what, if what you think is going to happen happens, they'll end up playing Baltimore. Yep. If what I think is going to happen happens, they end up playing the Colts. Which I would love that. Oh, well, slow Phil Rivers. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Chiefs historically have struggled against the Colts a little bit. Well, you know what? I'll say that. That's true. Now, Mahomes is one and one against those dudes. Yeah. They so, lost to the Colts last year, and their starting quarterback was Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. We'll um, so, that kind of wraps up uh, our NFL stuff. Um, touch here real quick toward the end on the college football playoff. Right. Um, Ooh, I didn't look that line up. Yeah. Um, I think Notre Dame and Alabama went about how we thought it would. I mean, Notre Dame, not not very good and got ex- – I mean, not terrible, but Alabama's on another level. Yeah. Um, and won handily. Uh, the other game, though, Clemson-Ohio State really surprised me. I thought Clemson would win in a close one. But instead, Ohio State just blows them out. I mean, it just from start to finish. Uh, again, they they were another team missing their play caller. Uh, you know, even though Dabo Sweeney's involved in the play calling every week, uh, you know, the guy who actually does it was not there. Lawrence um, struggled a little bit. Justin Fields made a case for being the number one overall pick instead of number two. Still not going to happen. Behind Lawrence, uh, probably, uh, if he does that again against Bama, he'll jump. He'll jump Lawrence. If he throws six touchdowns against Alabama, he'll jump Trevor Lawrence. Big mistake. 
Ohio State boy. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, yeah. As I can say, is Justin Fields the guy that breaks the Ohio State kind of – not curse, but like Ohio State – Yeah, they, they haven't really league. had a quarterback do well. Nope. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so national championship, we got uh, Alabama playing uh, Ohio State coming minus, up next Monday. Minus eight. Alabama's minus eight? Yep, just looked it up. I'm going Alabama like to cover. Woo, really? I'm going Alabama to cover, man. Eight? Bonus pick for you guys. <laughs> eight? Yep. Damn. Alabama's really good. They got the Heisman yeah. Trophy winner. That's true. They had two Heisman finalists on that offense. What? They had two, two Heisman finalists on yeah, that offense. Yeah, and I think uh, I was reading about some of the quarterbacks – Mac Jones is projected second to fourth round. Yeah. We, were talking Alabama, about that. we talked about that the other night. Yeah. Alabama's another school that really doesn't put out, you know, a, a quality NFL guy that's going to light it up. Just, but, well, I'll say that recent, recent – yeah, well, now they're talking about Miami might move on from Tua. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Miami would be foolish to move on from Tua. I mean, he had one bad day. Come on. One bad game. But – but that's anyway. two quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Just, just that's just recent though. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, in the Natty, we're split. But that's just kind of a bonus pick for you guys. Anything else this week? Nope. That's it. No. Uh, yeah. So the check out the great content on the Kansas City Podcast Network. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. If sports isn't your thing, um, then there's plenty of other stuff. Just check it out on the YouTube page, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Uh, big meeting with all of us talent tonight. The big thing about that that you and I both like really about Kansas City Podcast Network is it's really completely driven by talent, us and the other podcasters. You know, the the people running the network behind the scenes – just kind of leave us alone and, and let us do our thing. So that's what I enjoy about it, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so check out all the great uh, content on the Kansas City Podcast Network. I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we're Midwest Mikes. This has been Fully Loaded Kansas City, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>